Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be or whatever time of day it may be where you are hearing the sound of my voice. I pray that you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Welcome to the Israel Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am so grateful to God for yet another chance, another opportunity, another day to join you in the airwaves. And as always, I have my beautiful, phenomenal co-host with me, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today? I'm awesome, Seth. It is beautiful today. It's cooling down a little bit. It's still a hot 84 84 feel like about 95, but that's good because when we were going 101, that felt like 200 degrees. So I felt it's awesome. <laughs> you know, I just want to say hello to everybody. It has been wonderful. How are you, beautiful lady? You doing good, Elder? You know what? I am. I thank and praise God for his many, many blessings. He has graced me to enjoy another year of life and I marked 63 years on yesterday, and I just I just thank and praise him, you know. Um, I really, really am grateful for his grace and his mercy and his favor that he blesses us with on a daily basis. Seriously. Let me, man, happy birthday again. And, man, it's just amazing how fast time goes. And mm-hmm. I can't believe it. It seemed like we were just talking about your birthday three months ago. And now it's here mm-hmm. and gone. And like you're saying, mm-hmm. you do 63 beautifully. And um, well, thank, thank God for it. You do it well. So you would never know. And that's the truth. So it's just such I'm a grateful. blessing, like you're saying, when you can make another year and just period and just live your life, mm-hmm. you know, better, greater mm-hmm. than what you've expected. And God is still taking care of it daily. And that's just so awesome, isn't it? Daily. Yeah, it is. It is. You know what? And I think far too often um, we take life so for granted all the time, and um, which is kind of what led me to um, our topic on today. Our topic today is life is fragile. Handle it with care. Um, and and I, it just comes from a place comes from a multitude of places within me right now, but 
um, from a place of really and truly not knowing what the next moment holds, let alone the next day, you know. And I just, I'm going to tell you guys a a story, Um, and it's a very, very sad story, but at the same time, it is very eye-opening. I have a, a coworker whose son actually used to work with me um, when we first opened up the office here in in Atlanta. And um, he worked with us for over two years. And you know how you kind of have um, work children? <laughs> and he was kind of like my work son. And, you know, I just kind of took him under my wing and groomed him and whatever. And his mother um, became a good friend of mine, and, and she is actually now – um, working with us, he no longer works with us, but she is working with us, and she um, she had a procedure um, that she was going to Florida to have performed on her eyes. Um, she left Friday, went down to Florida, had her procedure, flew back home Wednesday, and walked in her house to find her son deceased, and it just First and foremost, it, it just really messed me up. And and part of that re, part of that is this is my second friend since June to have to bury their child, you know. And as parents, and I know you can relate to this as a parent, you that's that's that un that's that unconceivable place that you don't ever want to be in because you know as life should progress, your child should lay you to rest, not you lay your child to rest. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, and I just, I don't know, Tanya, what it really, really caused me to think about, and, and I put a post on Thursday that basically said life is fleeting, you know. Um, you, you take the time to live, to love, to laugh. You know, because you literally, you just don't know from moment to moment. God, it's like when you hear sad stories and you look at things, but then, and you can see when the hand of God was in the midst of it, it just, it even puts it in a whole different perspective. Her mom um, lives in Florida, in her home in Florida. And because um, she's from, from, well, actually she's from Jamaica, but she lived in Florida for many years. And when she took a job here, she moved here, but she kept the home in Florida. And her mom and her daughter shared that home. And her son moved up here with her because he didn't want her to be alone. So um, she had been since 2012 trying to get her mom to come to Georgia to visit. You know, every time she would fly home, and she flies home quite frequently, probably every other month or so. Um, but every time she would fly home, she would try to talk her mom into coming back with her. Her mom never, ever wanted to come back to Georgia with her for whatever reason. This time, her mom said, yes, I'm coming. And she said she was so surprised at her mother saying yes that, you know, the day before they were supposed to leave, she said, Mom, are you sure you coming? And she said, I told you. I said, yes, I'm coming. So she booked her mom's ticket. Her mom actually flew back here with her. And I thought, and I I shared this with her. I was like, you know, God was so gracious to make sure that this woman did not walk into her home alone and find her son. But of all people to be with her was her mother. 
And, and God, in that moment, Lord that's God. when you would, you know what I'm saying? That's when you, you ain't got to really tell me I know. your mother. You, you know? You need some, you need some kind of backup. You need some kind of backup. Yeah. And there's nothing I'm so like sorry your mom. For the okay? There's no other backup like your mother, you know. Right. But, it but just, if you can't. I'm just like. Right. You yeah. know, you just think about in the midst of the hurt and the pain, the glory of God not to have this woman be alone. And I was just like, wow. I mean, you know, it, it's like your heart grieves um, for the loss, your heart grieves for the mother, you know, you, your heart goes out. But you can still stop and say, God, look at you. You know, look at you. You are so gracious. You make sure that we don't walk through the the dark places of life and the yes, and alone. the things that we have to alone. go through alone. 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 Yeah. That's what's so tripped out. Yes. 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 And I thank God for that. Yes. You know, I was just had to tell my eighteen year old today, you know, regardless if you like it or not, this is my life and this is what I have to do. I don't want to live my life alone. And as long, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to you, it's not good when you don't have people mm-hmm. around you that love you. It's not mm-hmm. good when you don't have people around you to support you. I don't care what anybody says. Right. It's so important. We, right. we can say every day, we don't need nobody. I used to say it. I don't need them. Girl, me too. No, they don't like it. <laughs> me they too. don't like it. They can Quite go to the devil. Actually. Man, <laughs> I did. I was like, they can go to the devil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm being honest with y'all. You know, but I realize in my life now, man, I'm starting to, like, look upside my husband's head, and I'm starting to go, you know what, Tim, you're getting too old for this. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? I mean, you, you you better get a grip over this. And I believe that God speaks to us And then speaks you learn to, to appreciate the special things that, that are wrapped up in him. You, you know? better come on. Yes, like ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That, that we think are so monumental. When you when it boils down, it don't really mean anything. It's those those special qualities that God has placed right there in your mate for you, and you don't recognize it on the outskirt because you to, to be honest, this is real talk. This is hey, this is let's keep it real, real talk. You so yeah, caught up real. in you, okay, that you can't yeah, see you know, what God has placed in that person He's put in your life. Right, Real but you know, I think a lot of times it comes from being hurt. It comes from being confused. I know it sounds crazy. You can have two people, two friends, both of them being hurt, but if you ask them the story, their stories are always different. But what we're Absolutely. trying to say today and what I believe you're trying to say, sis, is we have to get past that. Life is so short, and we keep saying that. And, you know, you guys, we've been saying certain things for a long time. I don't know about you guys, but I'm old school. So it's like... You know, I always say things my grandmother used to say. It's okay. Trouble don't last always. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing mm-hmm. um, you got you to gotta be able to laugh and, and love and, and accept the people mm-hmm. in your life, in your circle. You, you can't mm-hmm. always be around your family. And if you are, you're blessed. But if God puts you around mm-hmm. other people, different people, that's who he puts you in charge mm-hmm. over and he puts in charge over you. So a lot of times we can be around people for years work with them, whatever, and barely say two words. I don't like them. I don't like the way they look. I ain't going to say nothing. But, you know, it's amazing mm. sometimes that a, a good morning or a hello can make a big difference in, in anybody's world. Yes, it can. 
And mm-hmm. we are all, you guys, going through something. I promise you. It ain't just mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I remember my godmother mm-hmm. used to say that to me. Man, I used to get mad as the devil when she said that to me. I would go, and I'm going through this, 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 and that. And she go, but you're not the only one. I'm saying, I don't care about everybody else. All I care See, about is point. what I'm going through. Right there. That's right. That's my right. point. Right. That's my point. And you know We're what? so caught right. up in us. Me, 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 yes. me, me. Yes, yes. And it's so important, you guys. Man, let me tell you something. We've gone to a couple of funerals. And I'm telling you, I just had a coworker on my job, you guys. Her husband was 47 years old, fought two kinds of cancer, but the third cancer took him out. And, I, you know, we all got to work and got her a card. I'm not just saying this because I don't like to tell anybody what seeds I sow because it's not about bragging. But everybody in the store got together and got her a card and put some money together because guess what? Because he had cancer twice, they couldn't get insurance. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for her parents, she couldn't even bury her husband. Mm -hmm. She lives paycheck to paycheck. So when she was gone, she came back to work you guys three days. 80% 80 of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Without insurance. Um, you know what? Life insurance that, is, is it's a it's a luxury because it's like think about yeah. this because I've done it many many times. I've had so many different life insurance policies, but you know what? When times get hard, that's the first thing that you set aside. It's like huh, I have to come back to that later because you know what I'm saying. You're trying to survive and pay yes. your bills. Yes, and you you guys, let me say something to you. It is please hear me. It it's just about again having a support group. You know, a lot of people, the Bible say the reason why you go to church because you don't want to forsake the assembling of yourself. You know, we, we were mm-hmm. able to run the church and get a support group when we were going through, but God forbid, mm-hmm. you can't get that a lot of times in a lot of churches now. Mm-hmm. You know, let's keep it real. So it's just so That's important. No, it is. And, I, you know, a friend of mine, 40, worked 40 something years. Three jobs to retire from them all just to find out he need a kidney transplant and he has to take dialysis six days a week, eight hours a day. That's a whole mm-hmm. day. But he's doing it like mm-hmm. a trooper. He goes home. He does what he's supposed to do. And he's staying hopeful. And, you know, it's amazing because mm-hmm. I have another friend going through the same thing, sis. And she's so mean and so contentious. And she's single, got a nice big home, big pool in the back, you guys. Anything you, you will possibly want or ask for, she's single. But guess what? She never learned how to talk to people. She talk at you and mm. not with you. And you know what? And then mm. she talks to you like, what? I mean, let's be honest. I, all the Christian in the world ain't going to have you keep talking crazy to me. I'm going to keep it real with everybody. Hello? I used to do it. Hello? Then I allowed people to do it to me because of what I felt I did to others. But now I'm over all of it, and you just can't talk crazy to me. I mean, you know, there's a way in everything to let me help you. But if you don't want to be helped, then I got to go on my merry way and my journey. Amen. Yeah. All I'm saying yeah. to people is this. You can love people. You don't have to. It's not about any of that, man. We we take for granted the little things, the little yes, conversations. Do. I yes, don't, I, everybody do. at work, I make them say, I love you. I love you. They be like, I went, you didn't say I love you back. I love you, Miss Chanya. Oh, okay. Just know <laughs> that, okay? 
You know what I'm saying? They, they laugh at me. I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. just know that I do. And, I mean, I have to let somebody know a day at work. You know, and I, it feels good mm-hmm. when people can say to you, man, thank you, Miss Tan. You made a difference in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not talking brag or boast, but that's what we're put here for is each other. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. lose that sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're here for each other because people just mm-hmm. get on your nerves and don't get older. You get less tolerance for people. Mm-hmm. You be like, what did they just say? Oh, now that's <laughs> real, real. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's real, real. Because you know no, what? It's time out for the dumb stuff. Okay? It's, it's right. just time out for the dumb stuff. It's just like, I, right. no. Uh-uh. You know, right. but, and, and part of that, I know for me, part of that is because I've come to an awakening and a realization of how precious life and time is. See, when you're young, you think you're going to live forever anyway, or you don't really care because, you know, it's like you are young and you're going to do your thing and it is what it is, you know? So even when it's old, you, you know, you out here just buck wild and doing whatever. As you mature and you get older, and especially as people start leaving your life, one way or another, they either pass away or they choose not to deal with you anymore or, you know, life just just comes and and separates you. Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes there's There's nothing wrong. That's correct. Right. Sometimes there's no bitter right. feelings, no, nothing, nothing wrong. It's like I have very, very close people in my life that I may not talk to for a couple of years, literally, because with my schedule, it's easy for me to go a few years and not really talk to you other than uh, maybe, a, hey, what you doing, like on Facebook or something like that, but just to sit up and have a conversation, you know, it happens, but. If we come together or if there's something going on in that person's life, all they got to do is pick up a phone, and I'm there, okay? So it, I'm saying that to say, you know, sometimes, like you just said, Tanya, your lives can go in a different path, but that does not mean you don't care about that person. But here's the thing that you got to keep in mind, and this is what was really in my heart when when I was typing, life is fragile, handle it with care. I want to ask you who is it in your life currently that you got an issue with, okay, over something they said, over something they did that means absolutely nothing, (laughs) seriously. And if that person was to make their transition tomorrow, would you be comfortable within yourself, within your own heart, within your own psyche, would you be comfortable knowing that you stop talking to this individual over some stupid stuff that has absolutely no bearing with the cost of a cup of tea, <laughs> if you know what I mean? I mean, it like, it, it, there is absolutely, as you look back and life has went on and you're okay and you know what I'm saying? And you progressed and you continued on with your life, but you're not talking to your mom. You're not talking to your father. You're not talking to your siblings. You're not talking to your children over something stupid. And all of a sudden, you don't have the opportunity to make it right. Then what? Then what? All the guilt, all the regrets, all the issues is not going to bring that person back or give you the opportunity to make it right. Life is fragile. 
We've got to learn to start handling it with care and recognize and understand that some of the stuff that we're so ticked off about that means so much at that particular moment means absolutely nothing in the scheme of life. Well, they said so-and-so, okay. They hurt my feelings, okay. But what if, and, and I really want people to really stop and to think about this, do some internal searching and assessing, what if they were gone tomorrow and you did not have the opportunity to say I'm sorry or to say I love you or to say I forgive you or just to embrace them? What if? We, we got to... <laughs> We've got to stop, number one, wearing our feelings on our sleeve, and every little thing hurts our feelings. We've got to stop harboring bitterness and unforgiveness, and I know this is something we've talked about on many shows, but it is just so real. We've got to stop, people. We've got to stop. No, thank God. As I talk about my friend, both friends that lost their children, they were in a good place with their children. And, they, you know, their children knew they loved them and, and they know they love their children. But what if, how many estranged relationships are there out there that mean absolutely nothing? I think about our mates. And as we were talking just a few minutes ago, and, and I heard what you said, Tanya, about a lot of times it's because you've been hurt before, and, and so I understand, you know, your guard is up, and then the slightest thing that this new person does pushes that button within you because it reminds you of what the other person did. But this is not that other person. And we got to stop punishing the one that God gave us that we were supposed to be with, because half of them other ones we didn't have no business with to begin with. That was our choice, not God's choice. But we got to stop punishing the ones that God has given us because of what the other ones did. We've got to stop. I think back, I'll never, ever forget this. And, and this helps me and because I'm going to be real transparent here. I got issues with my husband a whole lot of the time. But this is one thing that always brings me back into to the reality of the fact that God placed this man in my life and said this thing must be. And I remember when we were divorced, because we were married and divorced, and I remember being in prayer, and we were divorced at the time. And I was praying because I wanted somebody in my life. I wanted a mate. I wanted to be married. I wanted that 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 void filled in my life. And not to say that God wasn't enough because he, God in heaven knows he carried me through. But we all long for that physical touch, that physical being, okay? And I remember praying. And, girl, I was listing out my stuff, you know what I'm saying, what I wanted my Boaz to have and all of these different things, and I want a new one, right? Because Mother always taught us be specific, and I was being specific. And as I was praying, God spoke something very, very poignant to my life. He said, the problem is the new one won't have in them what I specifically put in Carlton for you. I'm just like, 
What? When God gives you your mate, when it's his choice, there are attributes and qualities that he has specifically placed inside that person for you. That person, like, like my husband, let me tell you, my husband has to have the patience of Job with me. Seriously, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I ain't never home, okay? That's one problem. You know, every time you turn around, I'm on the road someplace, okay? Plus, I am a very, very strong-willed individual. I am very vocal, okay? Now, you know, I am respectful with what I have to say to him. You know, he will never, ever tell you I disrespected him, I called him out his name, none of that, okay? Um, but I am very staunch in my opinion and very vocal. And he has had to be very patient as being the man of my home because of the strength that is within me and because sometimes it takes me a minute to take a step back to, to reverence his headship, okay? I respect him as a man, but every now and again, you know, Quileta rise up and then God has to remind me about the, the order of things that, uh, I did give man a headship, but he did it not to belittle us as a woman, but to cover us and to protect us. And we as women, let's keep it real, sometimes we forget that. And we're so busy fighting against that nasty word in our vocabulary called submission that we forget that God had an order to the things that he did, and it wasn't to belittle us or to say we are less than, it was to cover us and to shelter us from attack. You see, for us, and this is what, wait, ladies, y'all forget. You forget this. And, this and, and I'm saying you forget it because I know I forget it, and God has to remind me that he made the man as our covering because of how valuable we are. Anything that you have that's, a, that's of great value, you protect it. You put insurance on it, okay? You put it in a place where you hope that it won't get damaged. You protect it. And our value was so great in God's eyes that he created man first, the male species first, and then pulled us out of him so that we would have that protection that covering, because we are that value, that, that pearl of a great price. And we forget that. Now, are there men that abuse that, what God did? Yes. We, we, yep, they sure are. But if you get a man that's not abusing that, but trying to live up to what God called him to, we got to stop tearing them down. We got to allow them to walk in the headship that God called them to so that we can be covered and protected. That was the purpose of it, never to belittle us or say we were less than. It is to cover and protect. One of my coworkers and I, we went over to Pat. Pat is the the lady I was telling you about who lost her son. Andrew was only 30 years old, so. You know, this is like a time of lifetime, right? And he lived with his mom, and, and he was the epitome of a mama's boy. He loved his mother, okay? And she could want for nothing, okay? He loved his mother, and his mother loved him. But anyway, 
so we were over there Friday night and, you know, and just trying to get her to laugh and just, you know, um, come out of that, that dark place of grief just for a few, just for a little while. We were over for a few hours and we really had a blessed time. She was able to reminisce and, and think about memories and to laugh and, you know, and, and it was good. It was good. But one thing we noticed, because we had never met her male friend because he lives in um, Florida. He lives in Florida. His name happens to be Andrew as well. We observed that there was a point where we were sitting in her kitchen around her island that's in the kitchen. And um, when we first got there, he was on the other side of the island, and, and we were, you know, on the side where she was in conversations and whatever. And there came a time, a moment um, in conversation where she broke. And so I was holding her hand. Um, Crystal, my other friend, was just kind of rubbing her arm. And Andrew walked from around that island and walked behind her and laid his hand on her. If I tell you, Mrs. Girl, it almost brings me to tears thinking about it. And it was so profound. Crystal and I left there and all we could, we were talking about it all the way home, like in the car. But it was so profound. From the moment that he walked from around that island and put his hand on her, we were there, I know, probably another two, three hours. That man never left from standing by that woman. He never went to the, other than he went around to fix a drink and come back around. Other than that, though, he never left her side. I'm like, that's the keeper right there, okay? No matter what was going on, no matter what the conversation was, whether he was involved in the conversation or not, that man never left her side. For the rest of that night, it was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. And what Pat has shared, they've been together 18 years. They're not married. Um, but for whatever, you know, to each his own, um, maybe because she had a really, really bad marriage. Her first marriage, her children's father was, you know, just a bad person <laughs> to them. But And I don't know if that's why or what, and I didn't try. But, you know, needless to say, though, that was powerful. It's like, you know, you have to see things. And understand and recognize the good, you know, when you have somebody, and I'm saying this to, to kind of shock some of our listeners into reality here, when you have somebody that's not going to leave your side, when you're walking through those dark times, you got something. I tell people all the time, and I believe this to the depth of my soul, my husband would take a bullet for me. I promise you I believe that. I promise you, because he is that one that covers me. Now, we are polar opposites. I'm the person that's always out front. I'm the person always doing things, but he is literally the wind beneath my wings. He is literally that person that supports me in whatever it is that I am doing. And I promise you, if something go down, there's nobody else that I would rather be by my side in a dogfight than my husband, okay, because I know he will cover me and protect me. So whatever I feel are shortcomings, because God in heaven knows I, I got them. And y- y'all hear me. I've been transparent. I, I know I'm not easy. And, and since you can testify, I'll tell people that in a minute. I know I'm not easy. I understand that. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
But God placed something in that man for me. God has placed something in Jerry for you. You know, because this man is as much as as I love you, you know, I sat down the night before your wedding and looked at him and said, thank you for loving my sister because I know she ain't easy, if you remember. Okay. Okay? We were sitting at your kitchen Amen. table. But God put Amen. something in that man for you. You know, even the day of the wedding, when you freak out, he's on the phone calming you down. You know, right. there's, there's something that God put in him specifically to deal with you. It's like right. and God you know, put something specifically to, to me and, yeah. to deal right. with him. Yes. To yes. deal with it's him. Because let me ways. tell y'all something. It is right. not one sided. Right. It is right. Not. It's not one sided. It's not. We're just saying the fragility of life. When God puts somebody in your life, whether it's your life's mate, your husband, your however you call it, that's between you and God. Your mate, your companion. Yeah. However it is, that's between you and God. I don't have no heaven and hell to send anybody to. But you're, it's always right. going to be something. And what we're saying is, it's the fragility of life. I promise you. Yesterday I backed into somebody. It hurt me so bad. It didn't do no hardly any damage to my car besides the paint of his car on mine. And a couple, maybe a couple of Dean chips. But it scratched his up and didn't his end. And it was his birthday yesterday. Mm. I gave him a hug and said, happy birthday. I thought I'd just, you know, wreck your car on your birthday, make your day. But Mm -hmm. I was hurt by it. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is, you guys, it could have been so much worse. Uh, A month and a half ago, a good dear friend of mine got in a severe car accident. A guy just ran Blair through the red light and T-boned her. Both of them went to the hospital. But I was just thanking Mm -hmm. God that my situation could have been worse, and it wasn't. I just thank God because two years ago, I would have handled it different. I would have flew off the bag, Mm y'all, cut up, said some cuss words, repented about five times, wrapped it back around some more cuss words, asking why me, how come this had to happen? Oh, my gosh, I'm doomed. Mm -hmm. I'm the victim. Mm -hmm. But this time, you know what Mm -hmm. I said? That's what insurance is for. That's what my husband said. That's what insurance Mm -hmm. is for. And guess what? I called and they was like, no problem. But still, it hurt me. But I realized something. I didn't do it on purpose. It could have been so much worse. He wasn't even in the car at all. You know what I'm trying to say? I didn't even Mm -hmm. have to tell him. But Mm -hmm. I knew my spirit wouldn't even allow me to to roll like that. But all I'm saying to you guys is we take life for granted. I had a friend a couple of months ago. And she, you know, man, she lost her life. Veered all up in traffic and everything, hit a tree. The man said, luckily, she mm. was not in the seatbelt because she was. We would have had to have a closed casket because the tree would have went mm. through her. But she went all wow. over. Her body got thrown all over the truck, and she got ejected. But let me say something to you. Mm. The things we take for granted. All we're saying is, are you saying I love you? Are you saying that I care? Mm. Are you just, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to tell people like it is. Look, I love you. You know, it's like this, but mm-hmm. I can't I can't be abused by you or I can't be verbally or physically mm-hmm. or whatever it is abused by you. I got to move on. We're not saying stay in a situation because mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm saying life is short. Go live your life. Do the best you can. If you know how to cook something, invite some people by. Welcome them into your home. Go to a Bible study. Meet somebody different. Do something mm-hmm. in your life. 
that will make a difference because we all got to leave yeah. here. You don't know how long your time is, but I promise you, yeah. even in a small town that I live in, Augusta, every time I make it, you guys, from work to home, you just don't know because I have seen so many times I could have been in a bad accident. I've seen so many other accidents that I've had to pass by and pray in the name of Jesus. You don't know. You don't know. You got loved ones in, in the service and in the, on the armed forces, fire. One girl was like, I'm so happy my, hus- my husband. Yeah, my husband was supposed to go for the fire department. He passed the test and everything, but another job came through and he took it. You don't know how glad I was. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know. So love while you can. Stop tripping about those little things. I had my husband laughing yesterday, Seth. I came home from work. He had his drill, you guys, and my favorite chair. That's You know that pretty chair? It's supposed to be just to look Mm -hmm. at, pretty chair. You know, sit down not too long in it, get up out of it, Mm -hmm. and move on. You know, sitting by itself in his own lonesome looking pretty, and he had a drill sitting in it. And then another chair of mine, he had a bucket, y'all, with some tools in it. And then I seen the hat thrown across that, a T-shirt over there, and I was like, oh, my God. And if anybody knows me like Sif do, there was a time I would have Mm. just had a meltdown, blood pressure Mm would have went up, cholesterol. I would have ruined the whole weekend, y'all, the whole week. I would have talked about it until next week. And I just would have, I'm telling y'all, palpitations, I promise y'all, let me go to bed. I done messed up. Because I didn't say something crazy. This time I went, oh, well, look, you know you're married to Green Acres and Country, so you <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Take the drill out the chair. Take the bucket out the chair. I was coming through the door, y'all, after work, just taking stuff out the seat. No problem. Never said anything. I just went, let it go. Let it flow. Because if something had to happen to him out there, and that was the last thing we argued about, was a drill in the seat. See, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know about. if I can live with myself. I couldn't live with myself. Exactly. Because it wouldn't have right. mattered. You know? It wouldn't have mattered. It's, that's it what wouldn't I'm have saying. mattered, you guys. We sweat the little mm-hmm. things and make them monumental things, and then it causes a rift. And then, again, life is so fragile. It and is, it's so you guys. fragile. We just don't know. We just don't know. And I'm, girl, people are leaving here. They're leaving here. People are leaving here, y'all. And it's just like, no, oh it's goodness. real. It is real, y'all. People really leaving here. It, it will trip you Ooh, out. Lord. That's how fast they leaving here. Yeah. And it's like you, we yeah. talk about the rapture, you guys, all the time. And, oh, the rapture's going to come. You better pay attention. The rapture's happening now. You saying hi to uh, one person. When you turn around, that person's gone. You say whatever. I'm telling I, you, I, me and sis sometimes don't, you know, we don't talk sometimes until it shows sometimes. But there was a time, exactly. you guys, I used to get bent. But I realized she's a biz- she's a businesswoman. She's busy. But I love her. And all that just in between don't matter. I'm just so grateful when I hear her voice. I'm so grateful. Because if I want to call her during the weekend, whatever, I can. I'm just as busy. All you got to do is pick up the phone. Right. Right. But, but all you got to do is pick up the phone. Have you ever sometimes, you guys, right. felt like, you know what? My spirit is leading me to call this person. You go, no, mm-hmm. no, I ain't going to call them. Well, God is leading you to call him for no, a reason. Follow that spirit. That's right. Yeah, follow, follow that spirit, that spirit y'all. Follow that spirit. Because you don't know how many times I've had people tell me. You know what? You were on my heart. 
and I just called and said, I love you. I don't want to sing. You know, I just wanted to right. say I love you. I called you one day, and I was like, you got my niece's phone number? You was like, everything okay? I just want to tell her I love her. She's been on my heart. Me and her talked, and mm-hmm. we, you know what I'm saying? We got done talking or whatever the case may be. I was like, just know that I love you. I'm here. You know, I know she gets busy. She knows that I get busy. But know that I love you. Mm-hmm. Know that you're in my prayers. I got my little gypsy, my little 18-year-old. I had to tell her today, I love you. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, your disrespect Mm -hmm. is hard to deal with sometimes, but I still Mm -hmm. believe in you. I believe in you Mm -hmm. more than you know, but guess what I ain't going to do? I ain't here to take care of you like that. Mm -hmm. If you can't help yourself, I'm here to help you when you help yourself. I can't hinder you. Mm -hmm. See, that's hard when you got to tell your baby, but she know that I love her. I ain't going to see my baby go Mm -hmm. hungry. I ain't going to see my baby, but you know what? This 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 is me. Come on, you guys. Half, I'm telling you, half the time, my kids don't even like me. I ain't even mad hmm. to tell anybody. Ask me if I know why. I don't know. I'm just being honest. And I'm not taking the past as a blame. But for whatever reason it is, but if they ever what? need Here's me, if they ever need Tanya, for you, for your, you, I believe that it's just, it's a generational curse that needs to be broken. Because you said something one show, your mother didn't get along with her mother. You didn't get along nope. with her. And now your children right. are getting along with you. That's a generational curse. But you know what I know? The Lord that already told me one day because I it is. But I prayed a curse breaking prayer. God woke me up early Amen. in the morning, about three o'clock, and spoke to my spirit. And I began to speak over just our generations and begin to tear down. Mm-hmm. Because see, a lot of you guys don't understand. You know, my my grandmother name was in the Eastern Stars. They didn't know what that was back then. They was in the Masons and mm. all that stuff like that, Grand mm. Provas and you know, and I have family in Orleans and they were all like I'm not lying to y'all, they was into a lot of different stuff. And you don't people don't mm-hmm. realize when you having kids and you 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 trickling all that downhill. But I know that I prayed mm. a prayer. And I know that I seen my grandmother in heaven hand me a ticket, like smiling at me, you broke the spell. And I know that in, in, this mm. was the generation that I was gonna break that generational curse. Now I'm just Amen. waiting for God to line it up. But what I do know, you guys, mm-hmm. if I don't see it, and I will, but whatever God's will is, I still love them. When I do talk to my right. girls, you know what I tell them? You may not believe this, but I do love you. May not be the way you want mm-hmm. me to do it, but it's the way mm-hmm. the only way that I know how to do it. And it's real. It's genuine. Amen. I tell Amen. people all the time, Amen. I love you. And I, don't, I may not be the best. But to me, love is when I don't disrespect you. Love is when I don't, I don't, I don't call you out your name. Love is to me. Right. That's just me. Love is a many other things about respect and different things to me. So as long as I do that mm-hmm. to me, then I, I feel like I've done my best, and I keep continue to pray for you. Amen. That's just me. Amen. But I gotta get. I'm getting better and better, right, sis? Yes. Yeah. Oh, please, you've come a long, 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 long way. Don't nobody yes, know, do they? Ma'am. Y'all don't know. They I was the snapper, <laughs> the tripper outer. I was like that paper towel. Ooh. Look, who I was a picker upper. Mm. Okay, I was something okay. to be content with. But you a bounty but for you real? Know what the I quicker picker upper. The quicker <laughs> picker upper, y'all. I was like, woo! I'd be quick to pick it up and go off to the left, to the mm-hmm. left. I just thank God mm-hmm. for His mercy, and I thank God for His mm-hmm. grace. 
And I thank God that he's showing me every day. And I thank God, I promise you, I had to say that to my husband today. It's such a blessing when things happen where he shows you that there's growth there. That yes. that same person is don't yes. no longer live there anymore. You know, and it's such a blessing to, I don't, I'm telling you guys, you got to hear me. I have to tell my daughter, you need to start listening to positive things and get away from the negative things in your life. You got to wake up and realize that you are a value and that you, you definitely, God created you to be beautiful. There's nothing wrong with you. So you have a chance to do what anybody else has to do. People, Mm -hmm. you are in the situation that you're in. Things happen. Please believe me. Things happen to me all the time. But again, it's the value of life right now. You don't have time to flip out and waste the energy that you used to have to do it. I don't even have time, y'all, no more. I'm like, I'm trying to preserve my heart. I don't know how much longer God's going to give me, but I ain't trying to let it go over something stupid. Amen. 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 And here's the thing, you know, I want you to value the life of others, but you need to value your life as well. You know, don't allow the things of the past to put you in a place where you cannot move forward and enjoy what God created you here to, to enjoy. You know, everything is not to sacrifice. Everything is not just for, you know, I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain. That's not God's way. You know, sometimes I think we get into um, a, a place where we feel if something is not going wrong, if I'm not facing hardships, then I must not be walking in what God called me to. That's a lie from the pit of hell as well. We need to recognize God wants us to enjoy our lives. He really, really does. There is purpose that for which we've been created. We have a, a mission in life to accomplish. We are definitely here to be a blessing to those around us without a doubt. But God does not want us to always be walking around in doom and gloom. You know, if you look back and you study the life of Christ, there's a lot of places in his, his walk where he just fellowshiped, where he sat and he broke bread, where he and the disciples kicked back at friends' houses. Think about that. It's not just all ministry, okay? It's not just always, you know, you got to be going through. No, there are, yes, are you going to go through? Yes, but are there times of rest? Yes, are there times of joy and happiness? Yes, you serve a God of love. Why would God want you to be in a state of mourning and depression all the days of your life? That's not the God we serve. And that's not what he created you for. And we get stuck. We really do. We get stuck as a people in dark places thinking, thinking, well, this is just God's way. This is just what God created. This is what I'm supposed to walk through. You know, I was created just to suffer. No, you weren't created just to suffer. You know, yes. Will you be acquainted in the sufferings of Christ? Yes. The word of God says, yes, you will. But you were not created just to suffer. Christ did not suffer every day of his life on planet Earth. He had good times. He had friends. 
He enjoyed each other. Think about when Lazarus died and the, the, the commentary around Lazarus' death was that he was a friend of Jesus. Mary and Martha were friends of Jesus, and they said that he frequented their homes regularly. Understand that. So stop trying to be a martyr. Stop just living your life in a state of, no, I'm not supposed to have a good time. No, I'm not supposed to enjoy life because that's not correct. So I want you to get to a place that though life is fleeting, that you learn to laugh. Laughter is good for you. It's as a medicine. That's the word of God. Get to a place where you can enjoy fellowship and friendship. He never meant for you to just be in this life alone and miserable and lonely. That is not the life that God created you for. I know you got monks out there that take a vow of silence and a vow of poverty and whatever, whatever. Honey, I don't know what they were reading, but they misread the word of God (laughs) because that is not what God called them to, and it's not what he's called you to. He wants you to enjoy life. Now, are there parameters? Are there rules for for how you live your life? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, there are. Yes, sir. Yes, but those rules are there to help you live a better life. I, I, you know, Tanya, I think about this all the time, and and this is to me the the easiest example that I can think of because especially with our youth of today who don't believe in marriage, who don't believe in monogamy, um, who believe in sex on the first date, you know, and all of this stuff. The reason why God put the law in place of marriage and put that, you know, you should be the wife or the husband of one mate and not, you know, fornicating out there, why he tells you not to fornicate, why he tells you not to commit adultery. Think about this. If we lived our lives according to what God put in place, there would be no AIDS, there would be no syphilis, there'd be no gonorrhea, there no STDs of any kind. There would 99% of the time not have a need for divorce courts or for marriage counselors or whatever because you reverence and respect the person that God gave you. You reverence and respect the body that God gave you to house him as the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he put these laws in place not to cause you not to enjoy life, but to help you and enhance your life so your life is better, so you're not fighting all of these diseases, so your life is long and productive, so that you would wait on the mate that he created for you and not have to kiss all the toes out there before you get to your prince. There's a reason. There's a reason why God puts stipulations in the word. And if we were to walk and live up and live our lives according to the stipulations he put there, we would find life to be much, much better, much more pleasant, okay? He didn't put it there for you to be punished. He put it there to keep you safe. It's the same way that I was speaking of earlier, how we as women look at our husbands or even how husbands look at their wives and, oh, I need to keep you barefoot and pregnant and the only place you're supposed to be is in the house. And No, 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 no. 
God placed, just as you said, God placed specific things in you for Jerry the same way he placed things in Jerry for you. I was called alongside my husband as a help meet. We as women have a, a spirit of discernment and can see things that sometimes our husbands miss. And that's not the point. The thing is that I told you so, but that's so that you can align yourself with him, the two of you becoming one, and what he misses, you catch, and what you miss, he catches, so that you guys can progress and grow together, enhancing one another's lives. So that... I'm not there to complete my husband because I'm completing God. He's completing God, but I am there to enhance. He's there to enhance my life. And we got to understand that. We got to understand that. So we got to learn to reverence and respect who God created us to be and who God created others to be. We've got to get to a place where we stop holding grudges for dumb things. And what's really, really funny, especially with sibling rivalry and stuff, you know, you'll get to a place where you don't even remember why you were mad. But now your brother's gone, your sister's gone. And you don't have a chance to make up that relationship. Or maybe you know very well what they did. But let it go. Forgive. Move on. Because if I'm still holding that grudge, I'm hurting me. God said he won't hear your prayers if you're walking around in the spirit of unforgiveness. You know, I don't forgive to help that person. I forgive to help me. And in that, in me finding peace in that forgiveness, if I can enhance their life by letting them understand and know, I, you, you know you did wrong. You know you wronged me, but I'm not going to hold it to your charge. Why? Because I've wronged God so many times, and yet he doesn't hold it to my charge. And I want him to keep forgetting to me, okay? Because I... As long as I'm still breathing, I still have the opportunity and the propensity to mess up and to do something wrong. So I want him to keep forgiving me. I want him that, that window of mercy to stay open. And if I want it to stay open for me between me and my father, then I got to keep it open between me and the people. That, girl, let me tell you this. This was powerful to me. Because God talks to me, like, especially when I'm driving, I'm alone or whatever, and we just start having these conversations. Or I start playing things in my mind and thinking about different things, and then he'll speak something in the middle of it. And this was yesterday, and I'm just thinking about something that was going on, and I'm literally having a conversation between myself. Come let us reason together, and it was me, myself, and I, okay, doing this reasoning. And as I'm reasoning through some things, one of the things that I spoke to my inner being is that, you know what, all the prayers that I am praying and all the, the things that I'm requesting of God, there are other people, other children of the Most High that I may not even recognize as children of God. But yet and still, God is hearing their prayers as well. And so sometimes he's using me as the answer to their prayers, even though I'm praying a different prayer. But yet and still, God is no respecter of persons. And so because it's like, well, you belong to me, you've confessed that you belong to me, and you've told me that I can use you whenever I get ready. So I need to use you over here to do such and such. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, but God, I'm praying over here to do this over here. He said, yeah, but that's not where I need you right now. I need you over here helping whomever. And it's like, oh, see, that's messed up. <laughs> and then I had to stop and think. But likewise, the same way God is honoring that person's prayer and calling me to be a help to that person, he's calling somebody else to be a help to me. And it might be the same situation that that other person is praying some different prayers and saying, no, I don't want to go over there and help her. And God is saying, no, but you told me I could use you, so this is where I need you. So you go over there and you help her. And I was like, deep. (laughs) I was like, dude, we got to stop and understand. We think we know who are the children of God. We don't know. And we really, really don't know what the prayer is that that other person's praying when God is saying, come on, I need you to go over there and be the answer to that prayer. And it's like, wait a minute, but what about mine? No, 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 don't worry about yours. Go over here and be the answer. Because remember, I created you with purpose and destiny. I created you to be an answer to somebody else's dilemma and problem. But don't don't fear, don't fret, because I created somebody else to be the answer to your problem and dilemma. So let's keep it real. Push on in the manner in which that I've called you to push on and be that person I've called you to be. God is just, he's amazing. <laughs> he's just amazing. And, then, and I'm just like, okay, really, really, Lord? But it's so true when you really think about it. You know, you don't know what that other person is praying and when God is using you to answer their prayer, even though it's contradicting what you're praying, but that's okay. Don't worry about it because you told God, use me, Lord. I'm yours. And I was created for such a time. This is that season. So whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. We, you know, Tanya, I just think that we take things for granted that we say, and we don't really recognize how deep the things of God are. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. You know, since I used to say, and I'll say it quickly, I used to say to you guys a lot, I love you. And those words are powerful. Because when you say them to someone else or you say them to anybody else, it's how they perceive I love you. I love you can mean a multitude of things to them, and I love you can only mean a word to you. And I remember God saying to me, really? Do you know what you're saying to them? See, people depend on that. I said many a times when you pass somebody, girl, I'm going through. Girl, I pray for you. Why can't you do pray right then? Why can't you pray with mm-hmm. you know you ain't right gonna remember to do it later, right? And right. it's hard because it's, trust me, life will take over, and you will forget what you were supposed to pray about. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying to you is, please value life. It's not long. When you look up, I can't believe you guys. Now I'll be my birthday. I'll be a five-five double digits. Mm-hmm. The Lord allowed mm-hmm. me, and I didn't even think I was gonna make it that far. I try to take myself out many a right. times. And why yeah. would he allow me? But I'm so grateful now. You know what I'm telling them now? Forget what I said before in the past. If I said <laughs> I want to die, as many times as I tell them I want to tell you I want to live now, I will probably live to be 150. You mm. extend my days. Because I realize yeah. now you were always on my side. It's how I was looking mm-hmm. at things. I didn't know 
who you made me and who I was. But now I know. Mm-hmm. Would you please allow me to mm-hmm. live now and love graciously yes. and patiently to yes. others? Would you allow me now to give mm-hmm. what you put me here to give? Would you allow that? Yeah. And trust me, every stomach yeah. ache, every every stomach ache, every every pain that goes across your body, when you wake up and your arm is numb when you sleep at night, your toes are numb when you wake up in the morning, your head hurt when it never hurt before. My husband's dealing with a toothache right now. Please believe me when I'm saying to you, as the song says, death in a beautiful lady. You don't know he's right there. Live. Mm-hmm. Run with the vision. Write it down. Care of the people that are in your life. Ask God to yes. make a difference that you won't waste your last days. It could be another 30 years, another 40 years, but you don't want to waste them being negative, mm-hmm. feeling sad, and Amen. Being Amen. disgusted, busted, speaking death into your life. I am rich in every way. God has truly blessed me. I don't care if I had to downsize. I still made it home, y'all. It doesn't matter to Amen. me. I just want to value the people that I value, love the people I'm supposed to love, speak life mm-hmm. life more abundantly over the people, and, and even my enemies. I don't want them to suffer because I know yes. what suffering is life. So mm-hmm. be blessed, you guys, and please, every moment, every minute, enjoy life. Amen, sis. I love you. Thank you for this moment. Amen. Amen. I love you. I love you. And I, we love all of you who are listening and who tune in and support the the mission that God has given us to encourage you. So, again, live, laugh, love, and enjoy your Amen. life. God bless you. Happy birthday, Elder. Thank you. Let's keep it real.